You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Take one. Stephen and Dana, and we're in the room. We are not sponsored by Meow Mix. Let's just be clear. But we I'm could be. I'm warming up. I'm but warming we could up. be. We could be. No, we're giving I you would, the more. I would shut that shit down. Honey. Meow Mix? I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> it would be a Stephen only podcast. Then. I'll do it for both of us. I've done your voice for our podcast before. <laughs> you have. You have. Which episode? Thanksgiving? Some, uh... Yeah, right before Thanksgiving, <laughs> Annou- announcing our uh, hiatus back when we did that. Yeah, what episode? It was like maybe episode season 20, one or two, twenty one or something. And season now season one or two. This is famously episode ninety nine. Oh, we got ninety nine problems, and Stephen and Dana are all of them. <laughs> And so that means that our next episode is one hundred. One hunty. <laughs> One hunty. Ooh, that's a good warm up. Bum bum. One hunty. Nope. What's that from? I don't know I what don't that know. is. I was just continuing our morning warm up and you left me alone. You guys, it's like 9 9.01 a.m. on a Wednesday. This is real brutal. And guess what? So last night, I tried a little experiment with a new thing that I have, which is Som Sleep, S-O-M Sleep. It is in a can, not unlike a Red Bull, and it's a blue can. And I guess it's just like melatonin as a drink. But I also took a melatonin. Is that what we're doing now? I don't oh, know. Because no. sometimes I just like to be real cozy and just like, just really knock me out. Like a Benadryl moment. Like, you know, I woke up this morning so... The most grogs I've ever been. Like I've, I slept I can fine. I slept fine, but it felt like my entire body was on a muscle relaxer, and I'm still a little bit that way. I'm surprised that I walked through Herald Square and got here. Yeah, you were up Earl. Yeah, it's not that my brain is fuzzy. It's that my body is just like walking through molasses. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, I guess it was nice. It did its job, but maybe I didn't need to double double down on the melatones. Yeah, what's up with that? 
I don't know. I didn't trust the drink is, is what I'm saying. You also didn't give the drink uh, a, te- a test. No, I you didn't. didn't. No, I was had just no like, baseline to go from. You're like, no. this isn't going to work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is bullshit. I'm just going to take a regular melatonin and then have this drink. Um, so yeah, maybe I'll just do the drink next time. Yeah, because then you'll know what just the drink. It's like smoking weed. You get a new strain. You're like, let me try this in the morning when I'm baseline. We do not promote pot smoking on this podcast. Bitch, it's legal in this podcast. Oh, you're right. You are right. I, yeah. There's there's no lie there. Anyway, how are you? How's your week? Ooh, girl, she busy. Um, And tired, but good. Um work is going both my shows are closing if we haven't heard yet uh the tina's closing august 14th and the come from away is closing october 2nd yeah uh baby got his first two broadway closing notices uh within 24 hours of each other well listen it opens your schedule up for more opportunities. it sure does i am i am available to dress your shit as well as everyone else who's working on those shows. Um, you know, this is not the end of their careers, hopefully. And may, may they move forward through the Broadway world. But you know what it feels like that I kind of only now understand? When what? you're on an airplane and in the safety video, it's like, put your own mask on before assisting others. Mm-hmm. That's what hunting for work on Broadway is like. You want your friends to work. You want your friends to work. You want to help them find jobs. Only after you know you're working. That's right. I I can't help you unless I'm helped. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that checks out. That's great. Like, Oh, I'm absolutely putting my mask on before helping you with yours. (laughs) Pull your own fucking straps. Are you kidding? That's really sweet. No, that's a profound statement. Yeah, it's like uh, I don't I don't know from Hunger Games, but I feel like this is where one might interject. It's very Hunger Games. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I'm sure that's very sad. I mean, Come From Away has had their run. They've sure. had a good, healthy yeah, run. We, we just celebrated five years on Broadway. And Tina had the COVID of it all in between. Hmm. Hmm. And some kind of did. What? How? I guess they were there longer well, they both pre-pandemic. Did. I mean, honestly, they both did. I know we kind of did a year on either end. Yeah. We'll be yeah. just shy of 500 shows. Come From Away has a tour. Come From right? Away absolutely has a tour. Tina has a tour launching right okay. after we close. It launches in September. Great. So the, the people of the world, people of the world yeah. can see it. Yes, so the show, okay. it, it is lovely to be able to share that both these shows are still alive and well, um, but the the Broadway branch of those trees um, has grown to its full capacity. <laughs> so anyone listening, um, Stephen needs a job starting August, what, 14th, 15th? Mm, well, I'm covering two weeks that come from away right after... Tina closes. Okay. okay. Um, so I, I'm I'm good through August. Great. And then Labor Day weekend, 
Like, yeah. give yourself a little, like, vacation moment. I, it's like, funny you say that. I was looking at that this morning when I woke up. I was like, let me just see what numbers these are so that I could pitch. Let's get the hell out of town for four days. Because, as you now know, well, you've always known, but now you're living it, is when you're on Broadway working on Broadway, your life is your show. Mm-hmm. And you sacrifice a lot of evening things, a lot of weekend mm-hmm. things. There are not a lot of days where you can just be like, hey, let's go somewhere. I had to do my first RSVP no to a wedding. That didn't feel great. Ooh. Listen, the golden handcuffs. That's right. Ah, uh, ran into Jessica Rush on the street. You did? Was she in a rush? <laughs> she was in Dana, a rush. Dana cut that. Dana. No. <laughs> Because she was. It's funny. She was on her way to a play, but she was dropping off cookies. Of course. Bless her heart. Are we still doing schmackeries? Are people still schmackerizing? Schmack away. Schmack away. Schmacking away. Great. Okay, cool. Uh, Other things. Other top line things. The Tony Awards. The Antoinette Perry Awards. The meat of this conversation. Sure. sure, Are we transitioning to the meat? Are there other sides to pick through? Any other apps? Apps. Oh, remember when app meant appetizer? Yes, let's take a moment. Let's take a moment. Nothing on my end. That was the noisiest <laughs> moment of silence. You said, let's take a moment twice and then sniffed and it was over. Well, I'm cutting all of that. Oh, okay. Um, nothing on my end yet. It's been a very, very busy work We're both week. like in the trenches. We are in the work trenches. Yeah. Yeah, it's a slog for real. Get into it. All right. The Tony Awards. The 75th Annual Antoinette Perry Awards. Dana. Well, they were in two parts, famously. They were in two parts. The first part was not my favorite part. I didn't watch the first part because I didn't really... Realize it was in two parts. Yeah, I didn't love... The first part felt like... I didn't love their hosting. I didn't love Darren Chris and Julianne Huff. Juliana Huff? Nope, it's Julianne Huff. Julianne Huff. Huff. Yeah. Didn't sound right. It's like when you spell a word right too many times it looks wrong. Like how it felt really fast. Okay. Yeah, or, or mine is license. I can never get it right the first three times. Mine is weird. I never know how to spell the word weird. I remember because... Couldn't tell you now. It's spelled weird. It's against the rule. So you didn't like the hosting. Did we like the idea that it was on a different network? Uh, it. Oh, listen, I have the streaming platform, so it is not a big deal to me. I don't think we should... I don't think that those awards, the presentation of those awards should be behind a paywall. I don't mind if it's on Paramount Plus, but maybe it is a, um, like you have to download and go into the app, but it's free viewership. Like Mm -hmm. it's a free thing to watch on the platform. It gets you to download the app and all of a sudden you're browsing and seeing what else is there. Uh, I had been seeing, you know, on Facebook, the social medias, the think pieces, the what have yous, the Time Out New Yorkies, 
that, hey, guess what? Here's how to watch the Tony Awards. It'll be in two parts. So I kind of knew that, but Mm -hmm. I was watching it in a room full of people who, quote unquote, care about theater. They had no idea (laughs) that it was in two parts. And we showed up at seven. And I'm like, you guys, there's something that starts at seven. It doesn't start at eight. So like, I feel like so many people did not know that there was a part one, um, that it was piecemeal. It felt mm-hmm. weird, but also I didn't really watch it except the tail end. And and they did it last year. They did even more of it last year. It was two and two. It was two hours and two hours. Um, what? Yeah. It was two hours of Tony's on CBS, followed by two hours of performances. I think some might have been taped ahead of time and some Where was I? I? It was, I don't know. It was right after Broadway came back. Yeah. I had COVID. Um, it was a weird Tony's last year. It was an unconventional Tony's last year. They had to fill the yeah. time slot. And I guess is the reason because there's so much content, there's so much stuff happening that they can't make it a six hour show. Well, either way, it was still four. I just don't know why that one hour can't also be televised for everybody. I don't know why middle America doesn't deserve access to those awards. Go off to those creative awards. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. I get that we need the airtime to do the musical numbers. I get that those are the best commercial of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I get that we need to allow time for the hosts to do host shtick. Um, you know, fine, fine. I get yeah. that there's an in memoriam. I get that Stephen Sondheim died and needed a tribute, you know, and uh, I think it was Adam Feldman also talking about this. Angela Lansbury won a Lifetime Achievement Award. That was in the first hour, and people were upset about that. And his argument was like, well, what would you like to have it replace? The In Memoriam? A performance from A Strange Loop? Like, it's, it's, I, I hear your frustration. I, I think. And everyone has their things that important. they care about more than other things. So that's, that in itself is a weird, I mean, that's a weird statement. People like X, Y, Z more than they like ABC. All this to say the, um, the EGO of the EGOT family uh, doesn't have this setup and doesn't seem to be going this direction. And I don't know why Broadway is less than. I don't know why theater is less than. We're already at a different time of the year. You know, we're not in awards season. Yeah. We're in well, Broadway awards season. Our awards season is the summer. Everyone else's is February. Here's what it might be, and this is just coming to me now. Tony's are site-specific. Mm-hmm. They're just New York. They're just Broadway, right? Unless, mm-hmm. you know, you can talk about the tours and, um, you know, Carnegie Mellon of it all. But... It is very New York. It's a highbrow, you know? It's Broadway is where Broadway is. Oscars are, anyone can see a movie anywhere. Right. Same with television, same with music. Yes. And so maybe it's a financial decision and a non-commercial one. That's why we love it, right? It's Absolutely. It's always weird to me that the Tonys are televised because, again, like 
we chose live theater because there's none of that shit. And thank God it was, though. Like, can you imagine if I had not seen B.B. Newworth and Anne Ranking in 1996 in Wisconsin? Of course. But it's theater people trying to do TV, which always looks a little scrappy. Yeah, it's Laurie Metcalf on the Connors. Totally. Do you know what I mean? She's always been like, TV is not my thing, and you can tell. (laughs) I'm like, but you make it amazing to watch. As we do. As we fucking do. You turn your discomfort into something very weird, and we are here for it. Make the weird art. Make the weird art. I, okay, I have not seen a lot of things on Broadway yet. I'm kind of dying to see MJ now, obviously. I'm dying to see... Um, a strange loop, but fucking Dana H. Deidre O'Connell. Or is that that was the, her? Didi. Didi. Didi O'Connell. I, I had not heard her speak yet. And <sighs> apparently you can do a show and not be heard. I just, it was brilliant. And it, her speech um, was what I hoped her speech would be. It was, that's why I loved the show in general. It was, that's the weird thing. Dana H was the show for me, and this is so late in my theater going and participating alike. Um, Dana H was the first time I ever understood the category of sound design. I don't, I don't know from sound. I don't have great headphones. I, I can hear when something's different than it usually is. I can hear things, but I, the design, the word design, I don't understand. And I would love to learn. But you're right. It was a when master the nominations class. came out and I saw Dana H was nominated. I went, oh, sound design. <laughs> I get it a little more. Yeah. I don't get it. I can't explain it to you, but like I get it a little more. Because I understand like the word design. 90% sound design. 90%. So I was really excited to finally understand one of the nominees in that category from the perspective through cool. which it was being presented to me. Cool. Yeah. That excited me. And also, of course, seeing her nominated, um, but, you know, seeing her win and as she's doing her speech, it took me right back to the night that I saw it because that was a while ago now. That was October. Mm-hmm. What, I think it was the second thing I saw back. It was the first thing I saw coming back, and it was the last, the last thing yep. I saw before the shutdown. I bookended my theater experience with it. And I knew when I saw it, it was like in my bones. I couldn't stop talking to everyone that I saw on the street. I had gone to a birthday party right after. Mm-hmm. And I shut down that birthday party. I was talking to everyone. Like I just saw Dana H. Like you have to see Dana H. Yeah. What is going on with that performance and the jangle of the bracelet, the breathing, the, the purse, the wrestling the in the purse. purse. It's everything. So I was like, I love when uh, you see things and you didn't realize that could be done on a stage. It feels like it's breaking a rule. Yep. Love it. Or like teaching me a new rule. Yeah. Having said that, it's obviously a show I've seen. I cannot wait to see the other shows I have not seen. I thought the performances were great, like overall. I I kept calling them the Olivers because they felt like the Olivier's, but in America. Why? Because there was so much British winning. 
Oh, it's a British Bake Off. No, uh, to be clear, no harm, no foul, but what does that tell you about American theater? Not that I care. Theater's theater. I don't care where it's coming from. I want in. Yeah. But, um, you know, it, it supports my theory that we need to be stepping our you-know-whats up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it comes to American theater, we are enough jukebox, enough 90s movie into musical. Enough. Thank you, Paradise Square. Thank you, Paradise Square, for daring. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Favorite performance of the night? Joaquina. Yeah. I mean, from the show's favorite performance of the night, Bernadette Peters. Steven. She's an alien. How does she look that good? I mean, what is she, 70? How does she sound that good? She sounds incredible. I was so sounds the same as when she originated that song in 1987. So moved, so moved. I there were whispers on the internet of people thinking it was not a big enough tribute for him, considering the impact he had on the industry. I would argue that he would have hated anything bigger. Right. He hated right. being famous. He hated having his picture taken. He hated, I mean, I don't know him, but there there were, that that wasn't a secret. Like, that wasn't part of the game that he loved to play. Being the focus of attention was not mm-hmm. his favorite place to be, however good he was at it when he had to do it. If yeah. they had done a Kennedy Center style honor for him on the Tonys, I think that would have been too much birthday, you know? That would have buried him. I think he sure. would have much preferred a, a, a beautiful song, singular. One song. Yeah. Sung beautifully by his favorite. By, yeah, by her. For by him. Her, by her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you saw it. anytime the camera would be, you know, late enough to catch her in a reaction between her verses, mm-hmm. um, you know, she would turn around and look at that screen and just grab her heart. She misses him. Yeah. Cheetah Rivera. 
front row, front row center with Lisa Mordente. Same wig her whole life. (laughs) What an actual queen. What an actual queen. So great to see her there. Um, Ariana DeBose, I thought was fucking pro. I thought she was incredible. I thought she was, um, I felt like, I don't like to watch someone where I'm like, are they going to make it? Are they going to do it? I felt like she was a real pro about hosting. Uh, hosted. She's never hosted anything before, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Her and debut so hosting gig, like, check That's mark. a huge undertaking for a major award show that I was just like, oh, she's actually really good at this and she'll find her way but it's just another thing on her list of like oh she like she nailed that and she was also singing and dancing huge numbers like being flipped over people and singing live and then being like okay the next thing and I just, I know what, how hard that is and to keep those plates spinning and to deliver the words that have been written for you and inflecting your own. A lot of it written in real time. Yes. Personality inflected. And also to a lot of people, she's new. So it's that Mm. thing of, she's not established. She's not a Whoopi Goldberg yet. And so it is kind of that first Grammy album of, this is my personality. This is who I am. And you're either going to like it or you're not. But I thought she um, handled that that job really well. I felt kind of like really taken care of. Like, oh, she's got this. She'll she'll really just kind of take us through the whole thing. Um, and she'll I'm sure she'll be asked to do more hosting things regardless of what they are. Um in the fuge. But yeah, I don't think a lot of people can do that. I think that is um, a technical skill that you have to be a pro. That's why not a lot of people are asked. That's why a lot of people say no, because they know they can't do it. Um, So I don't know. I think it takes a lot of balls to host the Tonys to any award show. You're going to get a lot of people saying all of the above. Um, but yeah, I thought she did great. Yeah. And I guess I see this across the board and not only award shows, but, uh, as you sort of touch on like even talk shows, any sort of host audience connection gig, um, the live theater of it a little bit just the evolution of it from when we grew up watching Rosie O'Donnell on her <gasps> talk show and Rosie O'Donnell hosts the Tonys yeah, and Whoopi Goldberg yeah, yeah, yeah. hosts the Oscars there's a style of hosting there that has evolved into something else probably something younger for the next generation right? that I've just aged out of and I love to see their joy about it. I mean, she's a true fan of theater, and yes. I don't want to see someone who's not. It is you crucial know. in choosing a host that you choose somebody who cares about the awards being handed out. Yeah. I think yeah. that is That's why Rosie's so worked as a host. It's like she's a Absolutely. huge fan. 
huge fan. Absolutely. But there, there's, they don't host like that anymore. Right. Those opening, you know, shticks, that moment where they can do their shtick used to be 10, 15 minute sets that were worthy of being preserved. Oh, we grew up with Billy Crystal hosting the Oscars and it's all about him. It's like, hello, and I'm here hosting the, you know, take it in. You are right. the, you have the reins, like show us a good time. You are our leader. And now in the last five, 10 social media years. 20 It's like the host script has been rewritten to uh, be social media compatible. Be memeable. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. In a smart way. It's shareable. It's talkable. Um, But I'm like, isn't the impact of all that better when the audience finds that for themselves as opposed to spoon feeding me the internet meme that now I have to go make I don't know the answer to you that. make it <laughs> I don't know uh, what can I say I'm an old soul and the inner conflict of Stephen Ferris the inner with, conflict when, of Stephen Ferris but truly how do I involve with an industry that is evolving in a direction that is like uncomfortable for me. Take a note from the people you love and see how they evolved with the changing times in their times. Right. Even Sondheim grew with the seventies into the eighties, into the nineties and put in things and kept, that's how people stay relevant. And you can find examples of, all those things. The people who do not stay relevant said, fuck it, years ago. We can't find them under their piles of shit in their apartments. Ooh. You can't find them. Where they at? Where they at? Um, I am bummed that I never saw Lehman Trilogy. Me too now. Me too I now. think that would have been, just given the time, it was, you know, it was around Omicron that it was on Broadway. It was here for the holidays. Um, I think it would have been an, a relatively easy ticket to to secure at a reasonable price. And um, I'm bummed I didn't take better advantage. In my defense, I was working. <laughs> it really brings but, up all the regrets of the yeah, tickets not purchased. There would have been time. Um, that was my big, if I could go back and see one thing that I missed, I think it would be that or Skeleton Crew. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Who else? What else? I'm looking through the list now as I scroll on my other tab. Oh, good. I'm glad one of us is prepared. Obviously. Okay, you have not seen MJ. No. I have seen MJ. I love, I know it's like, apparently we're not canceling it, so. I have seen MJ. We're letting it slide, I guess. Um loved Michael Jackson growing up. That is my thing. So mm-hmm. I cannot wait. I thought um, Miles Frost was incredible and His such a hard thing is. to do. Like, mm-hmm. again, with someone playing Tina Turner on Broadway, okay, yeah, go ahead. Be a theater person, but also be one of the greatest rock and roll performers of all time. Okay, good luck. Bye. The things we're asking these people to do and do sure. it 
incredibly well is astounding. I, I love to see people do the thing. To see Stephanie J. Block as Cher, what? That was incredible. That was so great. It was so fun to watch as a fan of both of them, Cher and Stephanie J. Block. But Miles J. Frost, Miles J. Frost, Miles Frost was astounding. And he's so young. J. Frost. J. Frost. He's so young and like glowing. I don't know. How was it? Did you love it? Do you have... It, is it a jukebox? Is it? it? It's absolutely a jukebox. Um, and my my opinion with most jukeboxes yeah. truly is like trim down your book, make it one act, throw it in Vegas, throw it in the appropriate venue that isn't Broadway. To me, and again, old Saul me a broadway musical is like book musical original score music and lyrics by your like we've written a story we have created a story we have adapted a story i'm not saying don't adapt shit mm-hmm. but like here is our thing and to me tina's included in this there is some book trimming that could be done make it 90 minutes two hours throw it in a thing and make it a rock concert. Make it, put it in a stadium where you can fit that, those kinds of people. Yeah. And let them have the rock concert experience that they want. You can't ask an audience to behave like a Broadway audience while also showing them Michael Jackson. They think, like, do you think you're at a rock concert? It yeah, feels weird. Yeah, is this the Grammys in 1994? It looks weird to look at a, at like, you're looking around the theater you're in from the early 1900s and then like technology that hasn't even been invented yet is happening on stage. And you're like, why did they choose to do that here? The chroma loom. Why did um, you choose to do that here? I, I, I would have had tourists. Sure. And something to take your dad to. And I guess my takeaway is like, I would have had more fun if I was charged twice as much and in Las Vegas, because it would have been a different experience. It would have been a, I would have had a different expectation of it. I would have gone in with a different, like I'm, I am a Broadway audience member. I sit there and I'm quiet and I clap and I react, but I am not, uh, what? Like when you go to a rock concert, the audience is in it. They're not sitting there watching it. I'm sit there and watch it. Yeah. I, I observe. I go to the theater to observe, not to participate. And jukebox musicals ask their audience to participate. What was the first jukebox musical to the be on first? Broadway? Yeah, I'm just curious where this, because obviously they're money makers and sure. Broadway needs money to survive just as a general no question. Statement. I think that's why you're seeing so many of them yeah. in the, oh. now and particularly now, but in the last five, ten years. It's definitely a please come yes. thing. Yeah. There's a and lot of people. Let, and listen, Tina's a great show. We saw it together. Loved. We had a great time. Loved. Loved. Um, what but was I'm the, curious. Oh, what, what was the first? Yeah. 
yeah. Um, Jersey Boys was made. Is that a jukebox? I mean, it well, it kind of is. It's I all mean, their music. Crazy for you, kind of is. It's all like standards that were put into a storyline. The music of George and Ira Gershwin. Right, right. That's right. sort of a jukebox musical. But do you see how that's different from Tina? Do you see how that's different from you haven't seen him, Jay? How that's different from Well, just in style of music. From we're the talking country. rock music as opposed to very, you know, George and Ira Gershwin. But also one transformed the music into a Broadway musical. And that's what these are trying. These new ones are trying, trying to, do. to do. Mamma Mia. I mean, they're very There's also the two ones. different kinds of jukebox musicals, the kind that take the music of somebody and create an original story around it. Jagged Ma- Little Pill, Crazy Mama for Mia. You, yeah. Mamma Mia. Or there are the jukebox musicals that take the music and tell the story of the artist using the music to support it. I think those are the more successful. Jersey Boys, Tina. Um, help me. I can't. Okay. There's more of them. I those are the two you. that stand out to me. One because I'm in it and the other uh, because it was the first on my radar. Jersey Boys was the first jukebox musical advertised to me as a jukebox musical. Sure. Smokey Joe's was not advertised to me as a jukebox musical. It was a review. It was a musical review. There we go. It um, very much is a review. You know, a, a, a song cycle, the word, the, the term song cycle entered my vernacular in the early 2000s with things like Songs for a New World. Mm-hmm. Love cycle. A soap operetta, yes. Um, okay, so this has been your your class on jukebox That's musicals, my jukebox. and they're plays. What, is, what we should get Sherry Sanders back to talk about some jukebox. <laughs> exactly. I mean, there's definitely a financial reason. There's no a question. commercial reason for a reason, and have the. I feel like jukebox musicals are a whole separate genre of musicals from Broadway musicals. At this point, there's enough of them. Totally. Uh, all shook up. There you go. There we go. There we go. Um, you know, maybe, I don't know. I, I feel like a curmudgeon now. No, I think this is very, I mean, it's interesting. It's like. it's. I have a hard time putting the, the, the work of Stephen Sondheim under the same umbrella as. A jukebox musical that is just you know millions of dollars but not in quality above a theme park show there's just more money and more glitter and more stuff than a theme park show but the quality of the material being under because um, it's about the music if yeah. you are performing your work in a certain theater you are by default a broadway show and i think that that needs to change or we need to stop treating broadway houses what houses i consider as sacred as a church or temple um 
as as rental venues. Is this a fun episode? Nope. <laughs> Are people going to listen to this? They shouldn't. Um. Ow. We're not even talking about the Tonys. We're not. I think that they were pretty... Is there anything else to say about the Tonys? No, I don't think there were a ton of surprises. I think it was cool that while shows led in numbers of awards won, no show swept. No um, show swept. I did. I, re- I really liked seeing how many Brits were up there. I hope that it was eye-opening. But what are they doing? What are we missing? It's... Uh, I've never been to the West End, and I'd love to go. Let's go. I've never been to London. Let's go. But it looks great. It is great. I love it. I had a great time there. Um, so, Stephen, we ask all of our guests this. Don't you dare. There are seven. Wait, I have a better one. What? We don't ask any of our guests this, but I'm going to ask you on our tony recap turned soapbox episode yeah thing. i don't know how you're gonna edit this to make it good yeah i definitely sad. don't know when we can drop it but maybe tomorrow okay. morning um if you could have anyone hand you your tony award who would it be martin short <laughs> that's actually definitive sorry martin short done Good answer. Good answer. As Jiminy Glick. Jiminy Glick it? I mean, yours is Bernadette Peters, but... It is Bernadette Peters. Do you have another answer? If she she were unavailable, Judith Light. Okay, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Broadway Bears, Judith Light. If Bernadette Peters were unavailable, or unwilling, or unable. (laughs) God forbid! She was like, yeah, no. Uh, Judith Light. Did you hear the dressers shout out? Yes. I forgot who made the shout out, but I was like, there oh. There were several. There were several. Patty being one of them. Yep. yep. Um, she was actually a surprise for me. Her win. It wasn't so much a surprise. I knew it would be her or someone Smart. else. Okay. Uh, I was hoping Samard, honestly. You were hoping Samard. Yeah. I I thought it was going to be Patty or El Morgan. Or Samard. Yeah, I had Samard. Yeah, I had Samard in my mix. But I really thought that the race kind of was showing Patty for her reasons and El Morgan's for hers Mm -hmm. um, to be the front runners. And, you know, I, I... I have not seen company yet, but I've. You haven't? No. I'm on the schedule. I had not known. I had Uh, not known this. Yeah. Have not seen company yet. Um, But I know that show and I know that part and I know that it can win you a Tony and it can also not win you a Tony. So I thought they didn't have to give it to her for that, the way that. Mama Rose was so undeniable. You know what I mean? Yep, I do. And she started not undeserved. Her... I'm sure not undeserved. Let's be. She clear. started her acceptance speech saying she's been with this production forever. 
right you know like what four or five years started in london prizes for it like it's so that's no surprise to me but i wasn't sure which direction they were going to go yeah i miss i i will i will end on this because i actually do have to get in the shower and go to work um i miss when plays did scenes on the tonys plays used to get airtime middle america doesn't care they're limited engagements. They're not going to be here by the time the tourists get here anyway. They've already closed. Plays, plays remain highbrow. You have to know what plays are coming in and out of New York. You have to stay on top of that in order to go see a play, with the exception of Harry Potter. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like, What other long-running plays are there? There always seems to be a Martin McDonough. I don't know, actually. Plays tend to... I don't know. ...get limited engagements because of the star power they're bringing in to perform them. Right, like the Angels of America. God forbid we do a play with people who are local and available. God forbid. God forbid. Um, You know, For Colored Girls was such an example of that. You know, a limited Mm -hmm. engagement Mm -hmm. and shortened and then extended, but still shortened from its original run um it was beautiful i loved it absolutely loved it i would have loved for america to see three minutes of it you know plays plays tend to have shorter run times so advertising them to people who will not get to new york in time to see them or many of which have already closed um it's a shame. And they said that about Caroline, too. They said, you know, Caroline was a limited engagement that ended its run earlier, which is why you're not seeing a performance of it tonight. Really? We can't show two minutes of B-roll? We can't show 90 seconds of B-roll? Yeah. Yeah. We can't show, like, a clip with sound to, like, show how great that was? It deserved something like that. Same with plays. Like, Absolutely. show some B-roll. Show the stuff that like CBS will show when they have Laurie Metcalf on. Right. What does it take? Maybe we have some kind of Tony Awards producer on because we can ask Ooh. all these questions. I, I want the, the, the working room Get creative. One. Anyway, so uh, listeners, thank you so much for listening to these 99 episodes. Yes, I hope. I honest to God did enjoy the Tonys. I sat with Kevin. Me too. Dominoes, like we hung out. It was nice to have them feel a little more normal than last year. Yeah, it's getting back. I loved that no show swept. I loved that every show that performed showed well. Mm -hmm. I loved. um, It it, felt like a big party again. It was a nice Tony's. I was on the couch leaning forward. I wasn't in the corner, kind of half paying attention. Good. Um, Great. It was a good energy this year. I was happy about that. Next time we speak to you, it will be our 100th we'll episode. We have yet to know who will bless us with their presence. Yeah, we have hopefully, decided Hopefully it's someone that will really knock your socks off. <laughs> hopefully. It might not. Yeah, we no promises. You know us. We don't make promises we can't keep. <laughs> no. 
Um, we're very excited for our next episode. It will be 100. Please join us. And we're not going to tell you who it is, but you'll Okay, we're going to tell you it's Angela Lansbury. <laughs> okay. She She's doing her, her first time. podcast on ours. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Do you have any theater you're seeing soon? Like within the next month or so? That's a good question. Into the Woods. Good for you. I do. I did secure those tickets uh, in advance. Beautiful. Mostly to make sure that I didn't book work. I knew that I have to work and that if I didn't pick a date and buy it and keep it before I got busy, that it would come and go in the eight or ten weeks that it's running. And yeah, I'd miss it. I think MJ and A Strange Loop are next on my to-dos. Yes, I highly, highly recommend the strange loop of it all. It's astounding to me. Um, and with that... Bye. Bye. In the Room with Stephen and Dana is produced by Stephen Farizee and Dana Craig. Special thanks to Joel Wagoner for tinkling the ivories on our theme song. Hit him up at joelwagoner.com. We apologize, and you're welcome. We'd also like to thank Jesse Wiener, W-I-E-N-E-R, for our jazzy original music sprinkled throughout each episode. You can find him at jessewiener.com. Last but certainly not least, we'd like to thank Kevin Thomas Garcia for taking all of our ridiculous photos. You can find him online at ktgnyc.com. We are all over the internet on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at In The Room Pod. Follow us, like us, share us, pimp us out. And don't forget to subscribe to In The Room Podcast. We everywhere, so subscribe. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.